Welcome to the Video Game Circus Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Video Game Circus Podcast, a podcast about video games where we talk, what do you know, all things video games. I am one of your hosts, Sean Mason, and joining me, as always, one of my favorite co-hosts, his name is... Justin Scow. Hey, Sean, how's it going today? Uh, it's going pretty good. It's uh, cold outside, snowy here in the Northeast here on December 30th, almost the new year. I cannot believe 2017 is over. Yep, just like a snap of the fingers. It's gone. It's came and gone, just like that. Just like the Switch commercials back in the day when they used to oh, do yeah. the, the snap thing. Oh, I love <laughs> those commercials. That, I miss crazy, those. Crazy to think that the Switch presentation that that revealed the initial release date was almost a year ago. It was actually January 12th, 2017, so almost a year ago. Yeah, and the I, Switch itself. Sorry to cut you off there. No, it's fine. It's already been like It's a conversational podcast. Yeah. That's true. But it's already been nine months since the Switch has been launched, and it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, to me, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy to think that uh, 2017 was one of the best years in gaming, if you think about it. I mean, we've got a new console on the Switch. A bunch of new game releases. It's just crazy. And that is going to be the topic of our first episode. We're going to do kind of a 2017 year in in review. We have our top five games, our biggest disappointment, and some games that we might have missed along the way that we want to play. Um, But before we begin, you can send us feedback. Uh, You can email us at thevideogamecircuspodcast at gmail.com. And it would be awesome if you could subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. That would be great. And... Before we begin, though, we're going to do this every single time we have an episode. What have we been playing lately? So, Justin, what have you been playing lately? Well, after Christmas, I just got my PS4. Really excited about that. So right now, I'm in on Horizon Zero Dawn. That is my game right now. I am just in love with it right now. I cannot get enough of it. And then also, I've been playing the new Star Wars. I know going into it, it's been out for a few months, and people gave it its bad reviews, but... You know, I it's brand loyalty, really. If it if it has the title Star Wars in it, I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be talking about Horizon later on. That's spoiler alert. That's going to be on my list. Oh, same. Um, but I'll talk about Star Wars here. Uh, I really like Battlefront. Uh, it's great. I know there's a lot of complaints about the loot boxes and just the culture around EA. But I mean, if you can get around that, I mean, I know they did the thing with the uh, the, the virtual currency. They kind of like they completely got rid of it and then now it's back but it's like very it's a lot less and they just kind of changed the xp system but i really enjoy my time with battlefront when i when i do play it it's a fun game the mechanics are awesome it looks gorgeous i feel like i'm when i play it i feel like i'm watching star wars right it's like exactly. insane um but yeah that's a really good game and horizon is just fantastic like like i said you'll hear my we'll thoughts get, on yeah it we'll get to that later on though yeah going back to star wars though I first played it multiplayer not too long ago, or the online. First of all, the setup compared to the first one is like completely different. It's completely new, but I'm not against it. I like it. I understand the problems at first, especially with the virtual currency, but um, it's not like it's the first game that really has done something like that. Every game. Yeah. <laughs> Every game is kind of like that. Destiny 2. Yep, exactly. Great example. But, you know, if, if you're a Star Wars fan or even like... If you've played like the first Battlefront, you're probably going to enjoy it. Right now, I'm not doing too great, but I'm still out there having fun, like just as like a droid, hope, trying to become a super battle droid. And like, I just think it's pretty cool now that they included, you know, the resistance and the first order as well to it. And then playing as the heroes, oh my goodness, it, like it's just 
to me is just like so much to handle. It's so overwhelming, but I, I just love it. Just slicing people up with Kylo Ren or even Darth Maul, obviously. Yeah. You know, as much crap as we give the prequel trilogy, um, they introduced some really cool concepts, and I was really happy to see the CIS back and the Republic and some of those maps. Like, it's just so cool. And like like you were saying, right. it is a big difference from the first Battlefront. If you had, mm-hmm. if you didn't like the first Battlefront, but you're a huge Star Wars fan, I think you will like this. This is much more akin to the old Battlefront games, I feel like, the way it plays, the way it looks, and the way it feels. I really, really enjoy just playing the game. It's fun. Have you uh, delved into the campaign at all? I haven't played any of the campaign yet. I'm still with the horizon on that, but I wanted to get some of the multiplayer in there. And I think so far, from what I've played, favorite map might be Naboo. I know it's like the prequels, but I always love Naboo. Mm. Plus, like mm. you're able to use like the Naboo fighter. That's one of my favorite ships. And like it's just so detailed and like so like it's so funny just walking through. You can see like restaurants just as you're going through. Yeah, like I said, it it it's like watching a Star Wars movie, and it's really cool. And I like the what if scenarios they play out where it's just, you know the battles may not be canon but it's still just fun to just mess around and run around but like you were saying with the heroes it's so fun to run around like i love being kylo ren like i'm a big kylo ren fan i know yeah. people have problems with him but i love playing as him he's awesome i also love playing as darth maul because you know darth maul is one of the best things they ever introduced mm-hmm. in the prequel trilogy but yeah uh star wars fantastic game so yeah. is that all you've been playing lately uh, as for those two, yes, and I played other games on my Switch, but we'll get to that later. And obviously, I'm a big Rocket League guy, trying to get better with that, but that's not on my list. That's just a whatever. It's one of those games that are you're always probably going to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, lately, I've been playing, I've been playing, uh, Nier, uh, uh, Nier Automata. That's, a, that's how you should pronounce it. That is the correct pronunciation to pronounce that. I've heard it pronounced many ways, but... I'm absolutely loving that game. I'm going to talk more about that later on. But uh, it was one of the games that I wanted to get at launch. And I just never got around to playing it. And I'm finally getting around to it. And I absolutely love it. It's just, like I said, I'll talk about it later. Um, what else have I been playing? There's a party crash right now going on in ARMS. It just started. It's Twintel versus Master Mummy. So I started that out today. I'm already at rank 13. I'm mostly playing as Twintel because I'm not a Master Mummy fan. Um arms is a fantastic game it's one of those games like your rocket league that i'm always going to be playing it it's arms splatoon it's one of those things right it's kind of one of those things that like kind of almost doesn't get old but it's very addicting but you can you can phase in and out of oh exactly like like i like i feel like with splatoon i'll be going back to that like every time they have a splat fest i'll be playing that or if i'm just really bored i'll be playing that um same thing with arms when they have the party crash mode i'll be playing that they just introduced the new uh the new character, Dr. Coyle, and I did the campaign with her. She's kind of like the arms master. She's the final piece of DLC for it. I actually really liked her. Very different than any type of character I usually use. I'm more of a ribbon girl, min-min type of player who are, you know, fast, <laughs> small, agile. She's very right. tall, slow. I really like it, though. I'm really enjoying my time with arms. One of the one of the cooler um, games released for the Switch this year. One of the newer Nintendo IPs that they released here in the year 2017. I'm also playing a lot of Call of Duty, World War II. I, I've noticed. I uh, fall off the Call of Duty train a long time ago, and then I always play the campaign, and I really enjoy the World War II campaign. I love the old setting of World War II. And then the multiplayer, I don't know, they they changed it. It's like, you know, no more jetpacks, no more jumping off walls. It's like back to, like, old-style Call of Duty. It's one of those games, like, like my Splatoon, like my arms, where I can just pick it up and, you know, I want to play a couple matches here or there. If I'm just bored, you know, I have 30 minutes to kill. You know, you're not going to jump into a big story-driven game. I'll yeah. just play a couple games of Call of Duty and here or there. And, I, you know, I've been playing with uh, 
my sister's fiance John, me and him play all the time because that's like he's a big Call of Duty guy, so like right. I'll play with him, and that's always a fun thing to just play. And you know, I enjoy it, and I know people have their problems with Call of Duty, but like I said, I enjoy it, so I'm gonna play games that I enjoy. Right, I've seen a little bit of the gameplay for that as well, and to me, I, the, the phrase that I've heard so many times, like since its release, is I haven't really been paying attention to the Call of Duties, but this one brought me back. Hey, yeah. And, like, I've seen a little bit in the multiplayer. It definitely goes back to old-style Call of Duty. Uh, I, the one map that I, like, just vaguely remember, I would say, it was just a little tough for me just, like, as a first impression because just the camera itself, it was just so smoky, and it was kind of hard to just see, like, other players. I'm just saying that as, like, a first impression, though. I'm sure the game is great, and I'm definitely going to, like, research more into it. Probably will end up buying it eventually. The campaign's fantastic. It's, yeah. the, it's worth it for the campaign. Can't the camp- really go wrong with a World War II campaign. I think it was awesome. The characters are very compelling. Uh, very cool narrative. I really enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite Call of Duty campaign since Modern Warfare 2, mm-hmm. which that's a long time ago. That's 2009. Oh, I can't even believe that. That was, like, the last one that I was, like, really high into. Yeah. Obviously, I bought, like, Black Ops, but, like, I, I, it did, after Black Ops, I didn't really pay yeah, attention too much. Yeah, it was one of those things you fell off of. Yeah. But now it's back. But now that we're talking about what we've been playing, let's get right into the meat of our podcast. And we're going to start out right away with our top five favorite games of 2017. So these are our favorite games. So, like, not necessarily the best games of 2017, but the ones we enjoyed the most. So, obviously, the list is subjective. Obviously, it's our opinions. So the way I was thinking, we we could go like your number five, my number five, your number four, my number. You know, we'll go back and forth. Okay. So what is your number five? Okay, number five off the bat, I'm already gonna start cheating. I'm gonna say for the number five, it's the SNES Classic Edition. Oh, so the whole thing. So you're including every game in there. I'm including almost every game. So Even far though that they, I they most of them came out in the '90s. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm taking the release date. And tech because technically it was just launched. Okay. Uh, not like uh, when was it? August? No, not even. September. September. Yes, September twenty seventh. Because I got mine in October. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten to play that a lot. I was surprised. Actually, I shouldn't say surprised. I was shocked the fact that I was actually able to get my hands on one because that was such a hot commodity. I haven't Everybody seen one, one since I got mine in October. I haven't have haven't seen one in the wild. Exactly, and I didn't think that I would ever get one. And so for me to actually now have one and to be able to play like classic games, it's just astonishing. I'm able to go back and play Super Mario World. That's one of my favorite games of all time. I was able to play that on my Game Boy Advance and I played that for like three years straight along with like the Pokemon games. Uh, I'm playing Final Fantasy 3 right now. Absolutely. Amazing game. Oh yep. my god. Don't even, don't even <laughs> get me started. It is the greatest Final Fantasy game of all time. Yep. First Final Fantasy game for me. It's kind of funny, like, if you know, like, the origin of why they called, uh, called it Final Fantasy. Absolutely love that game right now. Um, definitely, definitely need to dive more into that. And then you get to play other uh, classic titles as well. It's so like Donkey Kong Country, uh, Mega Man X. I really, that's one of the games that I'm Gotta play, and then one of your classic favorites, you know, Yoshi's Island yep. and A Link to the Past. Oh, my, two oh of my, my God. favorite like games of all time. I feel like a fool for saying that now. I completely forgot Link to the Past because I I have my mind on a different Legend of Zelda game. Oh, right of now. course, we'll be talking about that one later. Mm-hmm. I assume. But the SNES Classic, what a fantastic piece of hardware! Um, Super Nintendo, my favorite console of all time. My earliest memories of gaming come from the Super Nintendo, uh, playing Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, the first ever game I played. 
And, um, you know, I played it on GBA, but it wasn't the same as playing it on the Super Nintendo because they had the FX chip in the Super Nintendo that they never really could recreate on the port to the Game Boy version. And this just, oh my God, just replaying it. So many memories and just amazing. And like you said, like all the games they have in there, Super Mario World, A Link to the Past, everything. It's just, it's amazing. Right. The only thing that I'm kind of upset with, with the uh, system itself, is it brings out all these classic games, but... Chrono Trigger wasn't on it. I think I mentioned that to you mm, before. Yeah. And that was like one like once I heard uh SNES Classic coming out, I was like, oh yes, like I can finally play Chrono Trigger. But you and got I, Earthbound and you got Final Fantasy and you got Secret of Mana. Yeah. So those are three big RPGs. And let, let's take a look here. With all the games out in twenty seventeen, do you really need another giant RPG like Chrono Trigger to play? Well, no, but I would appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Nostalgia. The fact that we we would like it there, but no, awesome. Uh that's a little cheating, but yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you. But anyways, number five. what's your number five? So my number five is a game that I am currently playing now, and that is Nier Automata. Automata. However you want to say it, I don't really <laughs> care. It is an amazing game. I never played the original Nier on PlayStation, which is actually a spinoff series to the... It's a spinoff series to... I forget the series of games, but I had never even heard of it before. Um, this game, you do not need to play the original Nier to understand it, to understand the story at all. Um, so I booted it up, and... It's fantastic. It reminds me a lot of a Devil May Cry game, the, the way the mechanics play. It's just like a hack-and-slash, beat-em-up shooter game, but there's a huge open world to it, uh, a bunch of quests you can do. It is so much fun. There's like, I feel like 2017 had a theme of just robots, like a lot of games with open open world games open with world robots, robots. All, all, over, yeah. all over the place, and that's what Nier kind of is. You're, like, you're an android, and you're going in, and there's like there's robots on Earth. Humans no longer live on Earth, and I live on the moon. But androids are designed. You go on missions to Earth to try to try to figure out why Earth kind of went to the crap, kind yeah. of. Um, and there's like robots that are kind of like old. You know, it reminds me of Wally in that way. You don't you don't want Wall. You've seen Wally, right? Yeah. So a very long time ago. Yeah, yeah, but there's you know how I remember on Earth there was still like the the old scraps of robots and then like Eve oh, yeah. that other robot comes down. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that where there's these old robots on Earth that some are evil, some are good, and you go down and you can fight them. And there's also like wildlife there. It's really cool. I really enjoy it. It they have one of the systems where if you die to get all your stuff back, you have to encounter your dead body. Because, like, you're an android, so when you die, you just get reprogrammed into another body. Like, okay. you have your, all your memories still, but you don't have any of your items. Okay, or I actually your, think that's pretty cool. Your mod is really cool. The menu is really accessible, and but they don't tell you anything about how to maneuver the menu and how to equip new weapons stuff. It's very, like, it's not hand-holdy. It's one of these things where you have to go in and figure it out. You can play completely bare bones where you just go in. You don't really equip any extra mods to okay. your android. So it's, like, no tutorial? No the only tutorial they have is basically gunplay and hack and slash. That's it. They don't they don't show you they don't like go into the menus and say, This is how you equip a mod to your laser to make it stronger. They don't do that. They let you figure that out on your own. So it's really cool, but if you die, you have to go find your body and get all those mods back. And they're pretty expensive to buy with the in game currency. And the in game currency to get it, you have to kill a lot of things and find a lot of things and do a lot of scavenging. Um it's really cool. There's so many quests to do. Like, it's overwhelming, but it's, at the same time, it's awesome. And it's like, it's one of the, it's right up my alley. It's one of those games, you know, you just check a bunch of boxes off. It's definitely a game I'm going to platinum. Mm, okay. It's awesome. I right. highly suggest it. Yeah, I'm going to have to look more into it. It's just really because cool. I'm not familiar with the franchise. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. I never played Nier before. I never even heard of it. And I played this, and I was like, well, they had a prequel 
on PlayStation 3 that came out in 2010. But it's awesome. I really love it. So yeah, that's my number five. What's your number four? Number four, I am actually going to say, just because I don't know how far I am into the game itself, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Now, when I first heard of the game and saw like all these reviews of how this game is just so great, I knew that I like needed to get my hands on it, as long as I got a PS4. Now that I have a PS4, that was like the first game that I played. I wanted to just see for myself uh, whether or not I would like it. Fell in love with it, like I said earlier. The story itself, just as it starts off, you know, um, with Aloy as a little kid being, like, exiled, has no idea why, just born into it, and you have Rost, like, this father-slash-teacher, and, and, like, as, like, she progresses a little bit, you know, first probably, like, hour of the game, you get to, like, notice um, Rost and, like, how important he is, and, like, as time goes on, just to the proving itself, and then the proving, oh, my God, yeah. like... My, my, I was, like, scared myself, just, like, controlling, like, Aloy trying to get out of there. And it, it, it was almost, like, very, like, cinematic. Almost like I was playing, like, a movie or, or something like that. Just all the assassins. I, like, it was just crazy. I forget off the top of my head what they're called. Do you remember? Shadow Karja. Shadow Karja. And, um, like, I, I almost lost my train of thought there. With Ross, like, death scene and everything. Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Just kidding. It's well, fine. The game's say. been out since February. Yeah, I was so. going to say. Like, I, and it's people are going to spoil yeah. the game for me, probably. Yeah. But, yeah. I won't spoil it, don't worry. Thank goodness. Because, like, other people probably would. Like, leave constructive criticism, but don't leave spoilers when you comment, yeah. please. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to see the ending. I don't want to be reading comments and seeing the ending. Yeah. Um, but Horizon's actually on my list, but... um. Probably higher up. It's higher up, but um, I'll give my initial thoughts here. It's amazing game. Um, mm-hmm. It's be- beautiful game. One of the best looking games on PlayStation in general. Great new IP, and it's crazy that the people who made this made Killzone, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, how far into the game are you? Uh, where where are you? Question. Do you? Do you... Uh, just. Oh, who is the uh, card is like? War Chief right now. Okay, I know exactly where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of his name, but he's bald. Yeah, bald. Yeah. Kind of has, like, the uh, handlebar mustache, yep. like, the yeah. one. Yeah, he's a recurring character throughout the game. Yeah. So. I like him. Yeah. Um, you have a lot more to go, and it gets a lot better. Mm, I Sto- can tell. I, I know what you mean by the whole thing with the story. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and I just like the idea of, like, it's just open world, nature almost, and then, like, the biggest thing, especially in the beginning is just the robots. Like, robots are, like, the wild animals, almost. And you still have, like, the wild animals, too, that you can, you know, kill, but it's kind of mean. But You need to, though, to get <laughs> yeah. that, get that material. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, so far, I've been nothing but impressed, exceeded my expectations. Story, so far, is uh, amazing, just beautiful. So that's my number four right now. Had I played more of it, it would probably be higher on my list. But that's all you can do right now. Yeah. Same thing with Nier. That's like Nier for me. It's yeah. number five because, you know, that the, right. I haven't really played. I've played about 11 hours of it. But um, going back to Horizon, I suggest turning. You know, like um, when you're on the, when you're playing, how you can go into the settings and how when you put a waypoint down, it has like arrows right in the ground to show you exactly where to go? Yeah. You, you can turn that off. I would suggest turning that off. Okay. So, like, it will just show you on, like, you know, your little compass yeah. on the bottom? It would, that's what, it would just show you what direction to go into, but it won't have little arrows on the ground. It makes exploring a lot better. I was going to say, like, that's the only thing that I that, don't yeah. really like about the game. It's like, 
It's like, all right, Aloy, like, go find a rock. And I was like, okay. And it's just like, well, I don't have to because it's right over there. And, like, I have this giant arrow that's bigger than a rock showing me where to pick yeah. it up. And I was like, ah, oh, like, okay, I can see on my map where I'm supposed to go. And I can also see all these arrows, too. Yeah, that's why I put on, I went to the settings right when I got the game and went in the HUD mode and just put it on the lowest settings possible. So it only shows me, like, my compass in the bottom. And right. it, it makes it, it makes you even more immersed into the world, which is an already immersive world. Yeah, and the thing that kind of stresses me out, too, and it's like, all right, so I have to be there. Okay, wow, like, 1,800 meters. What the heck? And it's just like, all right, well, eventually I'll get there, so I yeah. guess it's okay. But and then you find things along the way and kill, kill all the dinosaurs, kill mm-hmm. all the robot dinosaurs. Once you find totally out worth it. everything, though, it's, there's so much lore behind it, and you can pick up all these different artifacts and read them and listen to things. It's awesome. Um, so... Do you want me to go on by number four? To your number four, let's hear it. So my number four is Night in the Woods. This is a little indie action, uh, indie adventure game. So among the lines of if you liked the old adventure games like um, Day of the Tentacle, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's like it's like a no. It's an old style like point and click game uh, where you're, it's more story based, very heavy. It's one of those games that uh, Night in the Woods is like you can sit down and play it in like one sitting, a um, couple hours. It's really cool. So. Right. I've heard of the game, but I can't... So, it's it. really cool. So, the main character is named is May, and she's a cat, and it's supposed to be, like, she's in college, and she just dropped out of college, and she returned home, and it explores, like, a lot of themes about anxieties about early adulthood. So, something similar to, like, what we're going through right now, where we just both graduated college, and we're, you know, starting new... We're starting jobs, and yeah. we're... You know, it's very different being out of college and being in the real world now, and it explores that, but at the same time, it doesn't, like... It's not like one of those games that it's like feeling sorry for itself where it like is always constantly sad and there's some humor into it. But it's really cool. It has a right balance of like humor and realism. It's very it's like a very realistic tone. It reminds me of a nineteen uh, early twentieth century novel where um, it's very realist in the way it acts, the way the problems it brings up. It's like, listen, you're gonna deal with these problems in real life. You're gonna have financial problems, you're gonna have problems with people growing apart from you. And it's really cool. It explores all those aspects. I don't want to spoil any of the story because it's one of those games that it's like a, you can sit down and play it. It's 15, 20 bucks. I forget how much exactly it is, but it's an awesome game. The art style is really cool too. It's like cartoony, but it, I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, it explores a lot of cool themes like depression and self-recognition and self-defeat. So I don't know. It was a really cool game. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed my experience with it. Okay. Now, uh, just a question. What kind of game really is it? Is it 3D? Is it a top-down? It's combination. Like, it's not like 3D. It's not like a, like a, it's like a 2.5. It's not a side-scroller, but it's like a, it's hard to explain exactly what it is. Okay. Um, It's one of those things, like, it's not like a 3D, like you're like, you know, like, it's not like Horizon. It's not an open world. Yeah, it's really cool. I I don't want to spoil any of the story, because that's like part of the whole game, is like, you play that for the story. It's not like... It's not like Horizon where you're playing for the gameplay. Or, I mean, you're playing Horizon for the story and the gameplay. But, like, this game isn't a game you're going to be like, oh, the mechanics are so cool. This isn't going to win mechanic, like, best game mechanics of the year. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, that's my number four. What's your number three? My number three actually goes to a Sonic game. Not Sonic Forces. Sonic Mania, obviously. Mm. I like this game. Um, I got to play. It's pretty quick and easy to play. Um, for the game itself... It goes back to classic Sonic. What actually made Sega like generate revenue and take away like market share from Nintendo back in the day? Back in the making, 90s. Yeah, back in the 90s. I think the first Sonic came out in 91. Yep, 91. Yeah. And uh, 
it basically like took off from there up until like the sixty four made Mario sixty four and then yeah Sonic, Sonic didn't transition stopped. well into three yeah. D no I like Sonic Adventure but that's because mm. yeah a lot of people have different uh, opinions on that as a kid I really liked it go back and watch it you're just like oh my god like what's going on with his mouth and eyes yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But going back to Sonic Mania, and as it relates to the classic Sonics, it makes you feel like you're playing like another mm. classic Sonic game, especially with some of the levels, too, that um, are in there. There's old levels. Uh, they came up with new levels that are actually very, very entertaining, very fun, uh, great, like, spin on all of them. And um, I, re- I heard that, like, Sega actually, like, brought in, like, a team or just another company to come in and help with this game. And I think what they were thinking this year with their games was, how do we make our money? Classic Sonic and Sonic Generations. Yeah, the, uh, the people who actually were in charge of basically making, not the entire game, but a majority of the game were kids, were people growing up who played those Sonic games that you're talking about. I was never a Sonic fan, but I did enjoy my time with Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. It's a very quick game to play, very easy. I forget how many zones are. Is it twelve zones? I I, I didn't. I never actually ended up beating it. Uh, oh, okay. It's one of those games that's on my Switch, but I'll you know I'll pick it up here and there. Right. But I did enjoy my time with it. Right. It's a fun game. Um, just uh, it's classic. It's it just brings you back to that classic feeling of classic Sonic, and um, I'll get to another Sonic game a little bit later when we uh, discuss after our top five, uh, especially with disappointments. So. But we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, one thing I really did enjoy about Sonic Mania was uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. They included that at one of like, the boss levels. You play like the old school Dr. Robotnik Mean Bean Machine game, which was like, kind of like a Tetris Puyo Puyo game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I actually, that was my, that's my favorite Sonic game of all time, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. But yeah, Sonic Mania was a great game, and um, I'm glad that Sonic, that's this game that Sonic fans wanted, and that's what they got. So I'm really happy for that. I think it really exceeded people's expectations. Like, oh, another Sonic game. Like, yay. And it's like, wow, like, this, this is, is actually, actually good. Yeah, this is really good. Like, what, what do they do? Yeah, it's by far my favorite Sonic game of all time. And that's saying something for me, a guy who trashes Sonic a lot. Right. I'm not sure if I could say it's the same or like the same for me. I was actually a huge fan of Sonic Heroes, but that's because I was Sonic Heroes. I love Crush 40. Uh, but that's all they do is like Sonic's uh, music. But uh, Sonic Mania definitely, it, it earned the uh, number three spot on my list this year. It's not bad. So my number three is actually Horizon. Um, kind of already talked about it, but uh, I'll go into. Let's go back into. Yeah, it. I'll go back into it a little bit. Um, I'll talk about like the DLC actually, the Frozen Wilds DLC. I actually picked that up in November when it came out. Um, awesome DLC. Basically, takes it expands upon the story a lot, and it makes me so like you. It opens a whole new area up of the map, a new quest line, and it it it's yeah. It, sorry, lost my uh, train of thought there. That's okay. Um. That's what I it do foc- like every day. It focuses on one tribe, and I really, really enjoy that. And it makes me want DLC for another tribe, preferably not one that's like frozen everywhere. So like you're yeah. in, you're in mountains basically the whole time, and it's snowing. And I really liked how they made the snow look. And like Aloy, if you just stand still, she gets covered in snow. Like it's awesome. <laughs> and like just like that. We were talking about the graphics before, and, like, I'm not a graphics person. Like, I don't really care what the game looks like. Right, graphics don't make or break a game in most But, like, this is just, like, I remember, like, I'd be playing it, and my dad would walk by and be like, are you watching TV? Are you, this is, like, a movie? 
And he'd be like, no, Dad, this is a game. It's just like, it's one of those things, uh, the mechanics of the game, like I said, are just amazing. I love all the different weapons. They're so cool. There's so many different weapons. And they, in the DLC, they introduce new, like, robots and new robot dinosaurs. It's really cool. I just really enjoyed my time with the whole game. And I, I really I really can't say any more than I already said. Like, it's just amazing. We kind of talked about it. Right. Earlier. We, we talked a lot about Horizon, but it's a great game. Okay. Yeah. I I love Aloy as a character. I'm so mm-hmm. happy they introduced her. Like yeah. it's awesome. Good for the girls too. Girl power. Yeah, good female protagonist. It's awesome. I I think it's fantastic. I think she's arguably one of my favorite characters in the Sony lineup. She's right up there with Nathan Drake and yeah, okay. and Joel from The Last of Us. So what's your number two? Number two, I feel like our numbers one and two might like correspond. But number two for me was Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Odyssey, fun fact for you, was the first ever game that I've ever pre-ordered. And once I saw, when I saw like the first commercial for it, I was like, okay, another Mario 3D game. Like, I'll probably buy it. Like, I want to switch. It looks pretty good. And then the E3 trailer comes out, and I'm going nuts. I needed this game. And just the idea of Cappy and like the worlds. Oh my goodness. The worlds themselves. At first, like... The one world I didn't really like was the Wood Kingdom. And then I went back to the Wood Kingdom and I was like, you know what? No, I actually do like this. The worlds themselves are just so creative, so different, especially with the, like, the weird characters. Like, you can talk to Forks. And I think that's kind of funny. And obviously, the crown jewel or the cornerstone is New Donk City. And that was shown, you know, dozens of times in like almost every single um, trailer. trailer. And... Just going to New Donk City was just ridiculous. And the big thing about this game, too, is exploration. Exploration is so key. Like, you could see a cliff that's, like, 50 feet down, just, like, not even, like, remotely close to the map. And it's like, I don't think I can get back up if I go down there. Go down there. There's probably, like, a moon or something cool, like Captain Toad or something. And I like how they included Captain Toad as well. And um, what, what I also thought was pretty interesting if you really think about it is the difficulty of the game no set difficulty it's basically however you want to play it all you really need is 120 moons i'm not really like for that and it's like some of the moons are very easy to get yet others are incredibly challenging i think the darker side of the moon i still have not even came close Mm. to completing that gotta complete it i know gotta do it i know that's the only thing that i basically well other than like you know 250 moons that's the only thing that I have to do is complete the darker side of the moon. I've actually saw like on YouTube someone like glitch out and they yeah, didn't even have to do it. You can glitch out, but you know, I suggest beating it the real way. <laughs> the man's way. Yeah, the way that I did it. <laughs> yeah. But that was my number two game. I it's and I it, I just had like such a blast playing it. Um, my first ever three D Mario game, I know that's bad. I've I've seen gameplay for Mario sixty four. I get that that was revolutionary for like Mario games. Super Mario Sunshine, I didn't really dive into too much. Super Mario Galaxy, not really either. But Super Mario Odyssey, I would say probably my number two favorite Mario game of all time behind Super Mario World. But I just, this game, like, if you don't have it now, like, go get it. I am sure, like, after Christmas, if anyone got a Switch, they also got Super Mario Odyssey. And then the biggest thing is, or another big thing is the song that went with it, too. Uh, Jump, Jump up, up Superstar. Superstar. Yeah. It's a fantastic game. It's Odyssey. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about Odyssey now. Odyssey's actually my number one game. Figured. So uh, <laughs> spoiler, my number two game is Zelda. I'm sure yeah, that's your that's number one. That's my number one. So I'll talk about Odyssey now, though. But yeah, Odyssey, everything you said, I just completely back. Like, you stole the words right out of my mouth. It just, the game is 
gorgeous looking. It's huge. Uh, one, one thing I really enjoyed what you said was about the difficulty. You can make it as it can be as easy as you want or it can be as hard as you want. You know, collecting every single moon is very difficult. Um, when you get to the end of the, I'm not going to spoil it because, you know, the end of the game, after you beat the game, is like, that's when the game really begins. Is after you beat the, the quote-unquote main story, if there is a main story of Mario games, you know, save Peach, right. obviously. That's when the game really begins where you have to go back and collect all the moons and collect even more moons than you thought there were in the game. And then you get to another kingdom that I'm not going to tell you what it is for those who have not played it. Oh, uh, that means I can't play it or say it either. Yeah, don't say it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so good. That The moons there are really, really re- difficult. And it's just so cool finding a specific dinosaur somewhere in that level. Barney. Yeah, Barney. Finding Barney <laughs> in that level is pretty cool. Um New Donk's, my favorite kingdom was New Donk City. I really, really enjoyed oh, being course. there. Uh, driving around in the scooter was awesome. Uh, even the jump rope game that everyone hated, uh, I got the 100 jumps, and I felt really accomplished after that. And you should. It was awesome. That was my last moon I got was the 100 jump challenge. Really? Yes. I thought it would be the volleyball one. No, I, I did the, volley- the volleyball that. one. I did right before that, but... Uh, like New Donk City was amazing. I really like the whole story of New Donk City. is so cool. And mm-hmm. the finale in New Donk City, when you go in the pipes, and it's just, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I think that was probably my favorite part of, like, of the game. Like, I'm just sitting, like, upstairs as the music's playing, and I'm just, like, dancing as I'm going through as 2D Mario. Running as 2D Mario. Yeah. That's another thing about the game. When you go into the 2D sections, depending on what costume you have, like, you transform into that. That's so cool. I love all the costumes in the game. It's just so cool. The kingdoms are just amazing. What they thought of, like you said, talking to a fork in a luncheon kingdom. A lot of people give the luncheon kingdom crap. I like the luncheon kingdom a lot. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like it because it's like there's like basically lava everywhere. But I really like the idea of you know running around and having to you know capture a flame just to traverse around the area. I like how right right away when they start you off in the cat kingdom, it's very like eerie and like you're like what's going on here. But it introduces Cappy really well into the game and like the difficulty there's moons right away when you enter the cap kingdom there's moons right in front of you and then there's other moons where you're like how do i get this one wait i have to race koopa what's this that's a throwback to mario 64 racing koopa because you Mm -hmm. do that in every almost every single level of 64 the game was just amazing and i spent 55 hours in it and i 100 percented it i got every moon every costume it which is nuts that you were able to do all that i just it's one of those games that I just found myself, like, I'd be playing something else. I'm like, why am I doing Like, I just want to go play Odyssey. Like, yeah. Odyssey is the game for me. It is my favorite Mario, second favorite Mario. I I consider Yoshi's Island not a Mario game. It's a Yoshi game. So, Like, do you consider it, like, a spinoff? Yeah, it's like a spinoff. Okay. So, yeah. I consider this my favorite Mario game. Main Mario game, 3D platformer or 2D platformer Mario game of all time. I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, argue against. Yeah. So, anyways. So, you want to talk about Zelda? Let's talk about Zelda. Breath of the Wild. Number one, Breath Ooh. of the Wild. Uh, I just stopped playing this game just so I could get ahead in Horizon for this podcast. Breath of the Wild, what bad thing can you really say about it? Because to me... I don't know. The only yeah. bad thing I can think of is when it's raining, when you're climbing, you slip. That's it. Well, like, yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. realistic. I mean, Yeah, I that's, that's the nice thing about it. It's like realistic. And then like you'll get struck by lightning if you have anything metal uh, because metal is, is a conductor. But... Um, it's it's unlike any other Zelda game that you've played before, and it takes I wouldn't say like a drastic like change, but just like a nice little shift from like traditional like Legend of Zelda games, 
where you're not dealing with dungeons anymore, but you still have all these shrines. Mini dungeons, yeah. almost. Yeah. And I have to do all these, like, puzzles. Some of the puzzles are incredibly easy. Some of them are incredibly challenging. And, and like, the I guess you could call them boss battles or whatnot, just depending on where you are, whether it's, like, inside the Divine Beast or just out in the field. Um, it's some, like, characters range, or not characters, but, like, villains, I guess you could say, or enemies, range from very easy to just kick their butt. White book goblins. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Scary. And then, you know, you move up to the Moblins, and it's like, okay, well, whatever. But then you have, uh, oh my gosh, what's the thing that looks like the Incredibles? <laughs> the, uh... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, they look like minotaurs almost, centaurs. Like oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't talking about that. Oh, okay. But that, um, before going to uh, Divine Beast Van Ruta, I think it was, mm-hmm. I was ready to throw my pro controller against a wall just, like, fighting that thing because I would just get so close to beating it with, the like, the rush. And then I would, I would just die, like, almost in an instant. But I just really appreciated, as a Legend of Zelda fan, the different course and direction i guess you could say that they went with this game uh the story itself i thought was very um original and the fact that you know you play as link a hundred years after link lost so um and like every one of like link's friends is basically gone and um the last thing that i'll touch up on and i'll let you actually lead into this as well is the voice acting for the first time ever, there was, like, well, don't count the computer game, but for the first time ever, there was, like, voice acting in, like, a Zelda game. So, uh, I absolutely love this. This game is amazing. Uh, let's be honest here. The Zelda formula was getting a little stale uh, since Ocarina of Time. Um, you know, the original formula. Get Collect these three things. Oh, you did that. Oh, now you to collect these three things by revisiting kind of the same location. That so was, you have to do this stuff. Yeah, you have time. to do this stuff differently. So it was getting a little stale. Uh, the last big 3D Zelda game, Skyward Sword, not my favorite Zelda, let's be honest here. Um, didn't Wasn't a fan of it, but this just completely blew my mind. I've spent 155 hours in this game. Um, just running around, like, anytime I see someone, like, I want to talk to them and see what they have to say. Because they might introduce a quest, or they might say, hey... I noticed there's some stuff over here. Go check it out. And you go check it out. And then there's a bandit camp of enemies and you just fight them and you'll get, I don't know, 10 bomb arrows or you might get a sapphire or there might be a dragon flying around that you get to shoot with an arrow and to go collect a scale. It's so cool. I love the different weapons you can get. It's not just the, you know, the, the traditional master sword. master sword or regular sword. You can get different weapons. You can pick up enemies' weapons. Uh, the whole area is just huge and immersive. I would constantly find myself like, all right, I'm going to go get go to the Divine Beast right now. i put my marker down. I'd be running there. I'm going to go see what's over there. I would exactly. completely change course. I randomly, I got addicted to finding Korax seeds. I'm at, I'm in the 400s right now for Korax seeds. Uh, I know there's like That's nine. ridiculous. Yeah. I got addicted to finding them. Like, that's just like a challenge for me. And I really enjoy it. Like you said, the story is awesome. I like the fact that Link, it's like 100 years into the future, like you said. Um, everyone Link knows is gone, mm-hmm. basically. Um, there are all these stories about this man, this basically guy named Link who was supposed to be the knight to save Hyrule. Yeah, that no he one, failed. Yeah, There's like a story, like and then no, they, one, no one believes. No one believes yeah. it's you. It's like, huh? You look like Link, and it's like, well, I am Link. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever. I don't believe it. 
I like, yeah, you said, you said about like the lightning, how you get struck by lightning where if you're wearing metal, that's so cool. I like how if you're in the, you know, you're at the, um, you're in like a really hot desert area. Like you have to wear like lighter clothing. If you're in the winter, if you're in the snowy mountains, you have to be bundled up. It's (laughs) so cool. I really, I just really enjoy it. I love the combat in the game. I think it's a, it's a bit different than the other Zelda games. Um, it's really cool. I just the whole game was awesome. I love the DLC they added. Uh, Champions Ballad DLC is so cool. Um, I know there's been a lot of complaints about it story wise, but I like the dungeon dungeons. I like the shrines they added. They're a lot more challenging than the other shrines. Oh, once my like shrine like radar goes off, I'll like just be like soaring in with the glider, and then I'll just hear like bump bump, and I'm like where? Exactly. Then you turn right away, you go to find it, and you forget what you were doing before. Yeah. Like, like okay, it's awesome. I like the idea of boarding horses and getting them at any of the um, boarding ranch houses. Yeah, I guess like the ranches. Yeah. What I didn't realize is just, and I, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but like if you just leave your horse out and you go back to the ranch, you can just board it. Yeah, like, you, you can just board it. it yeah, like, and you can actually call it. You yeah. can call another one too. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like all the different quests. Like brand, there's so many different quests in the game, and not all of them. You know, there's like side stories if you just do certain quests, and like it's awesome. It's awesome to run around the world and see random villagers. You know, sounds awful to say random villagers being attacked, and then when you help them, they actually reward you by giving you stuff. You get to buy a freaking house in this game. How cool is that? And you can store your weapons in there. I just the whole game is just awesome. And I thought I got everywhere on the map. I'd gone everywhere. I've played 155 hours, and there's still places I haven't seen. And there's just like hearing stories about what people have done. You know, I'm riding a bear right now. Like that is so yeah. cool. Stuff like that. Uh, Zelda's a fantastic game. If you have a Switch, if you have a Wii U, go play this game. Oh, if you have a Wii U, get a Switch. Actually, yeah, then get the game. Don't yeah. don't waste your money on Breath of the Wild for the Wii U. Like. Make sure that you're actually, like, getting your money's worth. That was the first game that I bought for the Switch. And I think I texted you, like, right when I got it. I'm like, this game is just so aesthetically pleasing. Just sitting there and just, like, looking at it. You can say the same for Horizon, but, like, with this mm. Zelda game. So, it's the way the art looks. Just mm-hmm. The art style. It's just awesome. In the cinematic moments, I, like, my eyes just, like, pop out when I get to, like, watch those. And I just want to sit there, like, with a bowl of popcorn as if I'm, like, watching a movie. You know, whether it's, like, Zelda almost like knighting Link uh, with the um, other champions. They're just like watching, just being like, oh, this is ridiculous. Or just like something completely like random and uh, just like someone talking. It's just mm-hmm. like, wow, like this is this is so like cool, especially since um, it kind of goes back and forth whether you just see like the... Um, text box. Yeah, the text box. Or actual voice acting. Yeah. I actually really like the Divine Beast too. Like I liked... Travel traversing along them, kind of like a giant dungeon, and the bosses were really cool too. Uh, like I said, this game is amazing, and if you haven't played it, like play it. This is my second favorite 3D Zelda game of all time. Second favorite Zelda behind the Link to the Past. I think I can honestly say that it's probably my favorite Zelda game of all time. It takes out Wind Waker and A Link Between Worlds, and then I also hear that uh, they're going to be making uh, or remaking one of the Zelda games and. People say it might be A Link Between Worlds, but, like, it just came out. To put that on oh, the Switch. Oh, put that on the Switch? That'd yeah. be pretty cool. I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, that was a fantastic game, one of the best games of 2013 on the 3DS, and you can make it, in general. You can make the argument that it's probably, like, the best on uh, on the 3DS as well. You could, you yeah. Really I, would, I would love to replay that on Switch. I haven't played that since I played it when it first came out. Yeah, that was the first Zelda game I played, and I'll probably go back to playing it eventually. So. It was a game that I wanted, a sequel to A Link to the Past basically. <laughs> um, 
So those are our top five games, our favorite games of 2017. That was my list, um, uh, um, and that was Justin's list. Again, you can send us your list or thoughts on our list. You can either comment on the podcast or email us, the video game circus podcast at gmail.com. Now, let's get into um, a more sadder note, our biggest disappointment of 2017. So um, I'll start off here. So my, my biggest disappointment was Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, so, it was like a lot of people's. Yeah, so I almost forgot that this game came out in 2017, to be honest. But then I remembered I was so pumped for this game. I had never played a Mass Effect game. Shocking, I know. I had never played Mass Effect 1 through 3, and they got rave reviews, and they were amazing. I, I don't know why. I just never did. So when I heard about Andromeda, I was like, oh, I'm all in. Like, I don't have to play the other three to get the story. And I played it, and it was just like... I just couldn't connect. I restarted this game maybe four or five times just trying to play it. Like, just there's so much going on on the screen. It's like not, the characters are not compelling. It's very boring. The, the, the mechanics, the gunplay is not fun. It's not like, it's, from everything I've read about the original Mass Effect and the original Mass Effect trilogy, it's nothing like that. And I just couldn't connect with it. I tried, I tried, I tried. I couldn't do it. I was really disappointed because I was really looking forward to this game. Yeah. But yeah. That was my biggest disappointment. My biggest is you probably already know, and I didn't appreciate the gag joke was uh, Sonic Forces. Oh yeah, because fantastic game. Yeah, like I said before, it seemed like Sonic, like Sega, finally realized what uh, made Sonic like popular, what like brought in the money for them was classic Sonic and Sonic Generation. Sonic Generations is probably like it's a good game. I've never played it, but like I I can acknowledge the fact that it's one of the better Sonic games that I still haven't played. But I thought it would kind of be like a Sonic Generations 2. Like, they would play off of that and the make-your-own Sonic character would be somewhat popular. And it really isn't. It's pretty boring. Like, looking through, like, the gameplay and just watching it is like, yeah, I'm all set. I think I can pass on this. And then, like, the mechanics itself seem still buggy. Like, you know, every 3D Sonic game or almost every 3D Sonic game and I think I was probably, like, one of three people that had, like, high expectations for this game. And then just looking at every single review or just hearing every about video. it. Yeah. You just, just realize, like, wow, like, I don't even, like, want to, like, waste my money on this. Swing and a miss for another 3D Sonic game. Shocker. Right. Shocker. I was shocked this game was bad. <laughs> like, that's sarcasm for folks. Well, after Sonic Mania, like, that's what got my hopes up. I'm like, wow, this game is, like, really good. I knew and they then, couldn't deliver two games in one year. Come yeah. on. Come that's, on. That's the thing that was so disappointing. I'm like, this is going to be a one-two punch. Like, Sonic's back. Like, this is, this will be awesome. Because I played, like, one of my wor- like least favorite games of all time is Sonic the Lost World. I hate. I can't believe game. you actually played that. I had, like, free... I think I got it for, like, a gift. And I, like, played it. That's the one like, where he's a werewolf, right? No, that's okay, Sonic no. Unleashed. Okay, that's Sonic Unleashed. Sonic the Lost World was, like, 3DS one. Oh, okay, I remember this one. Okay, what yeah. about Sonic Boom? You 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 fan of that? Uh, no, absolutely not. Is that, is that the one with Knuckles is like huge? Yeah, oh it's based God. off like the like animated show. Ugh. So yeah, Sonic. I've Sonic seen, like, Forces. Yeah, I've seen like gameplay for Sonic Boom too. It's ugly, but oh. Sonic Forces itself. Yeah, like I was disappointed with that. But yeah, I I I. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our final uh, little review of 2017. So what's a game that came out in 2017 that you wanted to play, uh, not necessarily you didn't play because it was bad, but you just kind of found yourself not 
picking it up for just some odd reason. Maybe you didn't have enough time or you're playing other things. What's a game that came out this year? Uh, two, both from Nintendo. First one, and they're both kind of recent as well, is uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun or mm, Ultra Moon. Okay. We'll go with a handheld game. I got to play Sun and Moon, and it was tough for me just because I made it tough on myself. I understand the game itself. It's very easy to, like, mo- like go Baby's first it. RPG. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and, like, it's just based on your team. Like, as long as you have, like, fighting type or a dark type, then you're set. I didn't have, like, either of those, so that was my fault. Um, but then I hear Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and I, I wasn't really too, like, sold on the idea, even though Sun, like, a lot of people liked Sun, and it was very... Kind of like Breath of the Wild. It was very different from other Pokemon No gyms, yeah. Yeah, no dungeon, no gym. And instead, you're um, taking on, like, island challenges. Island trials, yeah. Yeah. And even the horde battles were a little bit different as well. Um, so that's one game that I actually really wish that I got to play. And then the other one was Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I actually have right now. My mom bought me, like, the special... Well, Santa got me the special edition uh, for our young viewers. I'm sorry. Um, but... I actually got the special edition for that. I don't want to dive into it right away just because it's I'm game you That's a game you have to just play. Yeah. Like, you can't... I want my full attention on yeah. this. I know what you mean, yeah. Plus, like, for me, like, whenever I think RPG, JRPG, for me, it's always Pokemon. I need to, like, just expand. Oh, you mean you're playing Final Fantasy three right now, a.k.a. Final Fantasy six? Yeah. The greatest but, RPG of all time. But I'm kind of going in and out of that right now. Mm, that's hard I need to do. To, yeah, mm. that too. So I'm, like, kind of screwing up with that. But I need to keep my focus on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And the other thing, too, is I was a Wii U owner. And it seemed like between you and our other friend, Donnie DeRozier, Xenoblade Chronicles X was, like, very, very fun. Like, it was awesome. Guys, yeah. I loved it. And I would, like, see it. And I'm like, why don't I have that game? Like, why? How come it's I have a lot, It's a lot to handle, though. It's a lot yeah. to take in. So those are your two games? My two games. But eventually, I know for a fact that I'll play Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm, yeah. Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. You don't know. Yeah. We'll see. So, I also have two games. Um, one of them I do own. I actually played the first world of it. And that is Mario plus Rabbids Battle Kingdom. I got this game. Um, I, I love it. I played the first world. I absolutely loved it. But then other things came out right after it. I just... It was one of those things. I love the mechanics. I love right. the idea. It's really weird to me that the Mario and the Ravage universe are in the same world. Yeah. But I never played XCOM, but it's like XCOM Lite kind of. It's really, really cool. I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. And it makes me want another RPG Mario game. Please restore Paper Mario back to the way it used to be, please. But didn't they just release, or they re-released Super Saga, didn't they? Superstar Saga on 3, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah they re-released. That's one of my favorite Mario and Luigi games, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I played awesome. that. That awesome. Back on the GBA. <coughs> yeah, I played that on the Game Boy Advance. And, like, I would switch off between that and, like, Super Mario World all the time. Yeah, that game's awesome. But, um, yeah, Mario plus Rabbids, I want to get back into that. I will get back into it. Uh, I know it's, it's a fantastic game. And that, that was arguably my biggest surprise of the year, too, that the game was actually successful. Because I remember when they announced Mario cross Rabbids, I was like, what is this? This is absurd. Because who likes the Rabbids? Let's be serious. They had one good game. It was the first game that ever came out. And then it kind of got... It's kind of like the minions thing. It's like, oh, they're cool. And it's like... Oversaturation. All right, yeah. All right. Over, okay, over, I'm done with this. So go away. So my other game is Persona 5. It's Persona 5. Big JRPG fan, like I said. I loved Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. Absolutely loved it. Played the crap out of it. And it was just one of those games that I need to devote time to it. Similar to you with Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games that I need... I can't be playing other things because I need to get invested into it. And when I don't have the time to play that, like, I'm not just going to try to dive in. I will... I plan on getting around to it. 
sometime this year, hopefully. Well, next year. Next probably. year. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Persona 5 and Mario Plus Rabbids. So, yeah. So, I think that's going to do it for our inaugural podcast of the Video Game Circus. Um, thanks for listening. Again, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a rating. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week with our, an episode on our most anticipated games of 2018. So, stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks for listening. And we're out.